Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Hi. (laughs) Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Uh, It's going great. I am, in case you can't tell, I'm on vacation right now. You are indeed on vacation. I'm so jealous. Are you having so much fun? I am, but I think that the fact that I'm on vacation, we're doing a staycation, which is a whole long story, basically our travel plans that fell through. So if you're watching any of the footage from this on Instagram, you'll see that I am in the same place that I always am when we record. But all of that to say, I don't have any boundaries, so I'm recording podcast episodes with you, Amanda. It's because you miss me. You just wanted to do it. Yeah, it's true. I do. I miss you every day that any day that I don't talk to you. I'm like, it's been too many hours since I talked to her. That's so nice. I think you're the only person on this planet that probably feels that way. So I'll take it. I'm excited to talk about the topic that we have picked for this week. First, though, I think I need to address a comment that I had made in a previous episode. I think it was last week's episode, we were discussing Gen Z's and the generation of Gen Z's and how I had spoken with my stepdaughter who was letting me know that things like bullying and racism and I guess bullying would be a good way to put it, isn't tolerated in her school. And I had made the offhanded comment that there was no racism. So I wanted to say that was not my intention to say that there was no racism. Obviously, of course, there there is as a white woman and as a step-parent to a white daughter. If that hurt someone's feelings or made someone feel as though I was trying to disregard their experience, I do greatly apologize. That's never my intention. I just wanted to highlight what Sarah and I were discussing, which is we really do hope that Gen Z's, because it's not tolerated in the school that my stepdaughter goes to, that's a good sign that things are making a turn. So we can only hope. Please know that my intentions were never to disregard anybody else's feelings, but to say that hopefully the things will get better in the future. So all love to those if it hurts someone's feelings that I said that as a white woman, I never want to perpetuate the thought process that it's not a real thing because we all know it is. Of course, we value everyone's opinions and love it when people share them. So all good things there. Let's move on. This week, we are going to talk about the hardest thing for a millennial to ever do, which is to say no. (laughs) Do you find it hard to say no to things? I depends on the thing. I was so ready to say I do, but actually it really depends on the thing. Generally speaking, I think in my personal life, I have a lot of great boundaries. I set very clear expectations with people. I, When I have a lot going on, my closest circle knows what's going on, or at least that stuff is going on. And I let them know, like, I will be there for you when I have the capacity to. Like, if I'm not available, I emotionally, I will not answer, right? And I think it's interesting because where I was going so fast to say, no, I don't have any boundaries, I have trouble saying no, is in work. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I feel it's- like I have no boundaries with work. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Completely, yes. If someone asks me, do you want to go do something? I'll be the first person to say, no, I don't want to do it. Or do you want to go see this movie? I don't want to do it. Or, you know, even when it comes to like family obligations, I don't really mind telling people close to me no. But when it comes to work and with clients, man, is it hard. I've done a lot of thought thought work on this and I'm not really sure why it's so hard. I think it's a mixture of I am so thankful that people are willing to give me their money to work for them. And so I want to make sure they feel like they're getting their money's worth. And then also, I know we're going to cover this a little bit more in depth, but that scarcity mindset of, oh my gosh, if I don't deliver or if I'm not always available or if I have to turn them down for something, they're going to go somewhere else. And I think I have just now this past week really turned the corner in a new way in my business. And I'm so excited to talk to talk a little bit about it because it was both the most rewarding and the most challenging week of virtual assisting I have ever had. Okay, tell me about it. For the first time when I started my business, I would take on anybody. I didn't care how big, how small. I didn't care what the work was. I would do anything. And as someone who does marketing as well as administrative work, there was a lot of options. So I quickly racked up a lot of clients. And we spent the first year of my business really just working with everybody that I possibly could. Now I'm at that place in my business where I can downsize. So I downsized this week and I had to say goodbye to some really amazing clients. Now, granted, I work with an agency that had some people that were dying to take over some extra work. So I was able to pass them off successfully. But man, was it hard. It felt like a breakup. Like it was so hard to call someone who I've been working with for six six months to a year and say, hey, um, I'm downsizing my client load and unfortunately like I'm going to have to like let you go. It was so hard, but it's also been rewarding because I can already tell I'm going to have so much more bandwidth for the people who are higher level clients with hours and with work that's more stimulating. So this is an instance of learning to say no. That was the most rewarding experience, I think, of this past week. Have you ever had to do that? Like, have you ever downsized? I know that you have scaled so fast. Never on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I've had, um, of course, I've had some client turnover, but actually very limited client turnover. The first time I had a client turnover was like a gut punch. And I felt like it ruined my 100% uh, retention And I was so proud of that. And it was something I used to love telling prospective clients. But I also knew realistically, if I'm going to do this for any extended period of time, that there's going to be turnover at some point. Like, not everybody's going to stay with you. And there's a million reasons why that might happen. So that one was hard. And it's funny because after I got over that first one, then any, like, it's rare, but anytime it does happen, I'm like, oh, it's okay. It makes space. So how are you feeling after your breakups? How are you (laughs) feeling in the aftermath? And what is that going to do for you moving forward? So I wish I could say that I didn't take on a new client after the fact, (laughs) but I did downsize (laughs) like five or six clients that were much smaller. So if you're a virtual assistant or or even any kind of service provider, There are clients that you will have that look at you as a resource, 
like a tool and they reach out to you when they need something. Then you have those really special clients that use you as a part of their business. I mean, you're integral to the success of their business. And those are the people that I wanted to work with long term. Clients are all great. I'm not trying to say one's better than the other. I just knew for me personally, I wanted to build a relationship more than just like, hey, can you make this graphic? Sure, I can do that, you know, but I also would love to like discuss your goals for the year. I would also <laughs> love to figure out how we can scale our team, like build your business. So how that's going to look is I'm going to have a lot more flexibility of not having to swap between so many clients, if that makes sense. Right now I get, you know, 10 messages an hour it'll be great to get more to like three messages an hour. And it's a little bit more, just more flexibility in the scheduling, I think, too, to become more of like an employee of these businesses and less of that like tool mindset, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it'll give me the ability to really pick and choose the businesses I want to work with, which, like I said, I've worked for companies all in all different industries. But now it's like, do I want to work for a company that does female travel in Italy. Yes. And that's a new client that I just took on this past month. Like, yes, I would love to do that more so than something that's not in my wheelhouse. You know, all clients yeah. are great and I'm appreciative, obviously. But it was really, 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 really hard. And I think that kind of goes back to the millennial mindset of I remember in 2008 when the economy collapsed and my dad was scared he was going to lose his job. And it's that whole mindset of if you have the ability to work, you should be working, you know? Yeah. And Burnout is real, you know, and I did not want to get to where I didn't enjoy my business. So, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good thing. It's, I'm processing it, if you can't tell. It's really, it's really strange because I do invest so much with my clients to say bye to somebody is really sad. It, what's so interesting about it, though, and I think you would, from what you said, I think you would agree. But for me, some of the clients who didn't stick around, <laughs> and this isn't 100% true. There are clients who stopped podcasting or whatever that I'm sad that they didn't want to continue. I loved working with them. But there are also – I've had a one client in particular turnover that we kind of had a reaction of like breathing a sigh of relief a little bit, not because what the work they were doing wasn't great and important, but because they didn't have the same personality type as us. They didn't really fit into like, like they wouldn't sit with us if you want to use that metaphor, right? If we were right. at an event, they wouldn't sit with us. And I am building this whole and with your help. So we are building this whole like family of this network, which we're calling PodFox, and this PodFox network of people. And that person really wouldn't have wanted to be part of that. And we could feel that in trying to serve them. And also, once that turned over and I started putting my energy into growth in places where I felt really energized and lit up and excited, the incoming work has all been people and shows that I'm like genuinely excited to be a part of. I mean, things that I'm like, yes, this feels so important. This work matters. And I actually had a client who said to me recently, every time you send me one of your, one of my episodes back, you always tell me it's your new favorite. And she's like, I mean, you always tell me that. So I don't know, like, 
where's the bar? Because you just keep on telling me it's great. It's like, I guess I really love it. I mean, I didn't even realize I was doing that. But at least I I am really enjoying the work that you're doing. Clearly, I think what you're doing matters. And I think the content is so good. And so many people that we're working with now are podcasts I would genuinely enjoy listening to, even if I wasn't getting paid to. And that is just such a different experience because it's like, once you release, I mean, they say that, right? Like business coaches and whatnot, they say that energetically when you release the stuff that doesn't fit and make space for stuff that does. But that really has been my experience. What do yeah. you think? No, I totally agree. Um, I think it's with anything in life when you start to turn things down and really find your place and what resonates with you. It's incredible that those things that you enjoy will find you. And like I said, I offloaded five or six people this past week that weren't really in line with what I saw for myself long term. And then I had mm-hmm. an incredible new client sign up this past week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, so happy. For, and it almost felt like a little reward from the universe that was like, I know that was a really hard week. Some people took it easier or better than others. Some didn't. And that's yeah. fine. I understand. But also I train my replacement. I try to do that really, really well for my for anybody that I work with that they have a place to go. So yeah, I think it's all I think it's all good, all good things. And it was really hard, but really all great things. So you mentioned burnout, that you can overwork and then it leads to burnout. And I'm sure we could do an entire episode about burnout. But what does, first of all, what does burnout look like for you? And second of all, how are you feeling now with a change in income as well as a change in how many hours you are committed to working. Like, how does that feel? The difference. So something good else question, I have not, Sarah. <laughs> great, great question. Um, something else that I haven't <laughs> mentioned that also was very scary that I did. I just decided let's just shake things up. This past week was I raised my rates, which is something that I had never done before. That was extremely intimidating. That that also required a big pe- pep talk from Sarah. <laughs> um, and so I raised my rates, not by a ton, but for a lot of people, it is tough times. You know, the economy is kind of shaky right now. I keep being told that I don't really eat a lot of eggs, but I keep being told that eggs are like $9 a carton. That sounds expensive. I don't know. Um, and uh, so I, I understand that like it was not a, a light. Are you laughing at me about my eggs? I don't eat a lot of yeah. eggs. I don't know. You're I just, just cute. I just know that somebody said that eggs are really expensive. Okay. Yeah. Um, Everybody is talking about it. It is true. It's a real thing. I eat a lot. Well, I don't personally necessarily, but in my family, we eat a lot of eggs, but it's just really funny. It's just a funny cultural reference. Well, I'm just saying that's my, I just know that like times are hard for people. Okay. My expertise though has grown so much the past year. I've really invested in like taking courses. I'm constantly listening to podcasts and webinars and, you know, investing in taking classes online to continue to serve my clients better. And so for me, it's like, heck yeah, I deserve to like have a couple dollar raise. Like it's not going to hurt. And anybody that doesn't want to continue to work with me on that, I totally understand everybody's on a budget and I appreciate it. So in terms of how much is it going to affect my income, I don't think it will. I actually think I'm on par to see a bit of an increase in my income, even though I have offloaded four or five, six people. So I'm really, really excited to see what the future holds. And burnout for me, to answer your question, is do I feel like I can't take a day off? 
And that's kind of how I've been feeling is even if I take yeah. a day off, I feel really guilty about taking a day off because I could Aww. be making more money. I could be, you know, whatever. And life's just a little too short. And so putting yeah. some barriers in place where I can actually not have burnout. And it's hard too because I'm a goal person. And so if I think to myself, ooh, if I could just work 10 hours today, I'd make X amount of dollars. I play that game in my head all day. Every day, it is the voice in the back of my head. Time is money. You know, invest more time. But I'm also thinking to myself, I need to invest time in my family, in myself. You know, I have a lot of hobbies that I've pushed to the side. I started a blog at the end of last year that I've really pushed to the side because I don't have the bandwidth. Um, yeah. So thinking about how I can invest in myself to, you know, scale this thing where it makes sense and I'm not like a slave to my desk. But also the desk that I am chained to is um, lets me wear my pajamas. So it's kind of great, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do totally know. I think part of my jo- my problem with turning down work is that I genuinely love what I do. And I know mm-hmm. that's something you can relate to. But it's like – and I'm also – I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, but I've probably said it like every episode. This is going to become a joke. <laughs> but I am an Enneagram 3, so I am an overachiever. I measure myself and my value by my work and my accomplishments. And it's so it's so freaking true. I used to do – side story. I used to do career coaching in – college and then actually I I guess I still kind of do like helping people with resumes and interview prep. I worked for the career center all through college. And then after that, I just like had this reputation among my friends and colleagues that they would just always come to me for that. By the way, I'm not really offering those services. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Sarah can help me with my resume. Like Sarah has the skills. Yes, totally. But Sarah will refer you out at this point. So that's the way I'm saying no, go me. Anyway. They actually have this joke in my sorority that I was really only interested in doing stuff if it was going on my resume. Like that is how I live my life. I love to do things that it doesn't have to be quote unquote productive, but it has to be adding value in a way that's going to have like an ROI. So uh, part of the interesting learning that I've done in the past three years or so is that I I'm noticing that there's an ROI on rest. And so I am resting more and I am doing self-care in a way that's not just like performative, but is going to have an ROI. Like I truly believe like this week, other than this recording session, which doesn't feel like it counts because you and I are basically really, really close friends. (laughs) So it's kind of like hanging out with a friend for a couple hours, but I needed this time off and this week away, and I know that when I come back, what will happen is it will change my perspective on things, and I'll be able to see things in a different way. I'll be able to see things that I wouldn't have been able to see if I just stayed in it. You can come back with fresh eyes, you know? And I think I know (laughs) there is an ROI on rest, but when it comes to work, like I'm having a good time. So spending hours into the night working doesn't feel like a problem because it's how I like to spend my time. That's what I would like to be doing. What's the alternative? Sitting on the couch and binge watching Schitt's Creek again? Like I've seen it, you know, (laughs) I could be working. (laughs) And I love, I, by the way, that's one of my favorite shows. So I have watched it multiple times and we just recently rewatched it. That's where that came from. But regardless, I genuinely like 
the work. I genuinely like my clients. I genuinely love my team. So working is my idea of a good time. <laughs> no, I get it. I really do. I think for me, it's the the side of my brain that I get, I get a little bit of like a reward. I have a certain m- amount of hours that I like to bill every day. And when I hit that number, I'm like, yes, I get that little hit of serotonin where I'm like, you did it today. <laughs> and then anything above is extra. It's great. But the days that I don't hit it, the days that I, because I'm human, there are days that I can't, I can't sit in front of my computer. I've got to go lay down, take a nap, which happens like once a quarter probably. But I also have days where I'm like, I find myself wanting to scroll on Instagram more. Nope, can't do that. You got to stay focused. But that's a good sign for me that I'm getting burnout, that I need a break, that I need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have a question for you though, that I think we can piggyback off of this is have you ever found yourself in the place where you had to say no to someone because your values didn't align or say they wanted to start a podcast that was like not something you were comfortable with? Yes, I have. I had actually a personal referral, which kind of like hurt even more because it was like I didn't want to let the person down who sent me a referral. It wasn't a current client. It's an old friend. And I. it's not like I don't want people to send me referrals. But this surprised me because it became very clear very quickly that our values were very different. And what this person really wanted to produce was a very politically driven podcast in a way that I felt was really harmful. And this probably could be in I actually was thinking about this this morning before we jumped on here, but this probably could be a whole podcast episode in general of like how we try to run businesses as inclusive and from a perspective of allyship as possible as two white women. It's I mean, it's something that's important to both of us to be inclusive and to be mindful of those things, but Just to give like a quick preview, and you can tell us if you think this is interesting and if you would want to hear a whole episode about it. But basically, as a result of that, I created like it's kind of an extended value statement about like what I was calling my company's values and the values that are important to me as a person. And I like incorporated them into any kind of brand that I have. I put the statement on my website and then I also uh, have clients sign it when they are new incoming clients, when they sign their independent contractor agreement, et cetera, to work with me. I also have them sign an acknowledgement of that mission statement and or value statement. And it's just basically saying you don't have to agree with it, but you just have to acknowledge that these are my values. These are the values that my company stands for. And we won't do business with people who are actively working against those values. And I reserve the right to stop working with you if at any point you're using not just your podcast platform, but your whole platform to work against those values. And I had to on this call, I knew that this person, this referral was not going to meet those standards. And I had to say to them, I'm sorry, This is not a podcast I'm willing to put my name on. I can't produce this. What I can do on this call is answer any questions that you have about how to podcast because I believe you should have the right to podcast. Um, But I can tell you I won't produce it. I won't put my name on it 
I won't be part of it. And they did push back and they were definitely offended. And I was like, here's the thing, especially at that time, like I really had nothing in my book of business that was remotely political. So I could say, I'm not going to produce anything that is political. And they pushed back and said, it's not really political. It's economic. And I was like, mm. potato. I'm potato, not going to do friend. it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to convince me. You do have my time. I I will answer questions for you. I will do that because, again, personal referral, right? Mm -hmm. But no, I'm not putting my name on this podcast. I yeah. can't control what is going to come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And even if I could, that's not what I want my business to look like. And then, yeah, I had I incorporated that because I thought anybody who goes to schedule time with me, hopefully, will see that statement. And that would be a deterrent from even getting on a call with me if that doesn't align with your values but it's 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 hard what about you have you ever yeah. had to say no to somebody who didn't align with you um nobody has ever come out like come out swinging with a topic that i'm like ooh, i don't think so i have currently i have clients that i know from a value standpoint we would not agree like we would not vote the same at all that does not bother me I would say that's that's your right. That's your business. I will never judge someone based on what they choose to believe. That's your business. In my mind, that's your business. However, I'm also not going to help you create content that's going to hurt somebody else. Right. And so but uh, because, I just want to be clear. I will judge you, but <laughs> oh, I, might internally <laughs> I will judge you. absolutely judge you depending on what it is. I will absolutely judge you. However, the bigger thing here is that I will not help you create content around this. Correct. I did have a client who was – I'm going to keep this very vague. I had a client that was a lot older who was very wanting to try to convince me, like would constantly make comments about whatever we were talking Like, hey, how's your day? Hope you're having a great day. And then they would come back with, well, I'd be better if X, Y, and Z weren't happening. Oh, no. no. Um, yeah, things like that. I did not work with them for very long. I will say that. But I have never worked with anybody who is putting out content or like their business is based on something that I'm like extremely against. So I've never yeah. had to turn someone down for that. But I have That's turned good. somebody down for – yeah, right. But I have had somebody – like if somebody came to me and was like, hey, I want to make political t-shirts, I'd be like, probably not going to work out, buddy. But if you're – you know, if, if it's your personal beliefs that doesn't affect your business or how I work with you, that's your right. That's your business. It's fine. Um, it's interesting too because what – what we do can be invisible. So my name, and I know this is true for you too, my name isn't necessarily anywhere on the outward facing work mm -hmm. that uh, my clients are doing. So there's not necessarily um, a given indicator that I even did it, but it's just my own personal values. Like I need to be able to, when my head hits the pillow, to be able to fall asleep at night. And like, I don't want to be part of what I don't want to be part of. The flip side of that is also, I love promoting the work that my clients are doing. I love talking about the results that they're getting. I love using them as examples, getting testimonials from them. And that's something I wouldn't obviously be comfortable posting right. if we just fundamentally disagreed. And there are things for sure, let me also make this clear, there are things for sure that clients have said on their podcast that I don't personally agree with. That's not mm -hmm. the problem. I'm not saying I won't work with somebody I don't agree with. I'm saying there are certain things <laughs> that yeah. do that not just don't go with my values, but that blatantly work against my values. And that is mm -hmm. something I'm, I can't do. <laughs> so I yeah. will say no then. Yeah. 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 
I think um, I think we've covered saying no. We will say no. <laughs> we are going to continue this year to learn to say no to people. And um, if you have found yourself in a situation where you needed to say no to someone, whether it's your personal life or whether it's your business specifically, I want to hear about it because it inspires me to continue to say no. <laughs> so yeah, I Sarah, agree. tell them where they I can agree. find us. Yeah, come follow us on Instagram. We are at Big Brave Business and we love posting reels. So if you want to see our little faces and laugh along with us and throw in your two cents, that is the best place to do it. We love to hear from you. And thank you so much for the messages and the reviews. It really, to hear from actual people listening is amazing and it feels so cool. It's like we have a bunch of new friends. I have to interrupt you. It is amazing. But how many people hated on me so hard for saying anything positive LinkedIn. about LinkedIn last week? I'm glad that you're enjoying yeah. it. I'm like, There's a debate going on on our Instagram about whether or not LinkedIn is a social media platform. It is a social media platform. If you do not agree with me, come tell me you don't because everybody else is. Thank you. We do love to hear from you. We love to know that people are listening. We love to know that people have opinions about what we're saying. That is part of the point. And for those of you who have reached out and said anything along the lines of um, feeling awkward or not knowing if you should say something or kind of being shy around like, hey, I've been listening and I like, no, I mean it. I don't know how many times I will say this. Also, I'll say it every week, which is we want to be friends with you. So like genuinely reach out and tell us what you think. Feel free. This is this should be conversation starters. So feel free to reach out and tell us what you think, how you're feeling. And just like um, the listener who mentioned, you know, even hard stuff about, hey, you made this comment and it didn't sit right. Like we genuinely want to hear from you. We want meaningful, trusting relationships with you, so not just surface-level relationships. And that means sometimes having hard conversations. So if you've got hot opinions about LinkedIn or anything else that we've had to say, let's talk about it. <laughs> we'll see you over on Instagram it. at Big Brave Business. In the meantime, see you next week. See you soon. <laughs>